You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hi, welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Gina Maselli, and I'm here with my husband, Christopher Maselli. Hey, we're so glad to be here. And you know what, Chris? It is a beautiful day outside. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day because we live up in the mountains in northern Arizona, and it's starting to turn into a season where it's not so rainy anymore, and we just really like and that. And it's cool. The temperatures are beautiful, and... Um, I'm looking forward to the leaves starting to train to change. We've even got aspens here yes. in the mountains. So yeah. that ju- it just turns gorgeous. The you know fall what? is one of my favorites. One of the nicest things about being in a climate like this is that during the fall, we can sit outside and write if we want mm-hmm. to, which is a really nice kind of cathartic thing it to is. do, right? It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, and if it seems weird that we're talking about <laughs> the weather and you feel like, you know, why are they talking about the weather? Who cares? It is because we have lived in the South for many years. Chris didn't always live in the South, but I have, I've always lived in the South where it has been humid, humid and hot. And it pretty much, you go humid and hot, humid and hot until it finally turns to, um, really cold and rainy and, Mm. and wintry. So, um, yeah coming to an area where we get to really enjoy the four seasons is just a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Now, (laughs) one of the things that you can do when you're writing outside is you can submit things to publishers and editors. And that's what we're talking about today. That is what we're talking. That's the real story today is how to bypass your peers and get out of the slush pile. That's right. So publishers and agents, they get thousands of manuscripts every year. Okay. So Really, like if you work at a publisher, you might get 3,000 manuscripts a month. Imagine Mm -hmm. that, 3,000 a month. So they have to go through them very quickly. And you need to know if you're going to be submitting to a publisher or an an editor or an agent, Mm -hmm. some tips how you can rise to the top percentage of those who submit to that slush pile because you want to get out of the slush pile the slush pile is that that massive stack of documents that they receive it came from back in the days when they used to receive all physical documents Mm -hmm. and it created a literal pile on desks that would end up falling over and it create this like huge mound of slush in the office, right? Well, now it's almost all electronic, but they get the same thing in their inbox. It's like getting a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of spam they don't necessarily want, especially if things aren't what they're looking for, right? Well, and it it is true that they are getting a lot and we want to maximize your opportunity to get to the top and Mm -hmm. catch their attention. And you would be surprised how, how you can become I would say part of that 10% that does does rise to the top just very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just start with the basics. And this is formatting. Yeah. This seems like such a strange thing for us to talk about because we're professional writers. We should know what formatting is. But let's just make it clear that there is an industry standard that you want to follow if you want to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And this is simply one inch margins all the way around. Um, And when I say all the way around, I mean, left and right, top and bottom times new Roman 12 point font. Now you might be able to get away with Arial or Calibri. They are becoming more popular. And I know Calibri is the standard is the template standard for word, but I I'll tell you, I would still 
do a control all and change that whole thing to Times New Roman. I, I'm kind of, I would rather be uh, knocked out for some other reason than the fact that I've got an old school editor who's going to look at that and go, what in the world? They've sent me something. They don't even know how to format their documents. So, yeah. so before we go on and talk about all these various tips, just, just to give you some insight as to what these editors mm -hmm. find when they get documents. Uh, several years ago, I was a um, judge for a very popular um, writing contest where, where people send in submissions. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll be happy to do it. And I thought that would be a really cool mm -hmm. thing. What I didn't know was that I would receive, uh, at, the, at the beginning of, I think it was May, I received over a thousand manuscript in a big UPS box on my doorstep. It was actually a couple boxes. Mm -hmm. And I had like 30 I days to go through these thousand manuscripts and rank the top 100 in order. Okay. This was a tall order. And what I realized is this is how the editors feel as, as these publishing houses. Yes. They receive these, all these manuscripts and they literally have seconds to go through each one to try and find mm -hmm. the ones that rise to the top. And then they can spend more time with those top ones. So what you end up doing is you look for anything that might disqualify a manuscript and then you move on to the next one. You have to, it's just the only way that you can get through the massive mm -hmm. amounts of mail that you receive. And so what I ended up doing was I looked for anything that was wrong. So Gina was just talking about having things in the right format. If I found something that came and it was written in Comic Sans, which believe me, it happened, <laughs> I, I tossed it, right? I, I said, nope, that's not in the top 100 because they didn't even know how to format the manuscript. And the editors and agents, they're looking for those kinds of things too because they're looking for ways to make easier decisions and to find the things they really want. So yes, first things first, to make sure it's formatted properly. Have those one-inch margins, use Times New Roman, use paragraphs. You wouldn't believe how many people submit things without things like paragraphs, right? And also no spelling or grammatical errors on your page. You have to be careful because what happens is that people will submit things with spelling and grammatical errors. And guess what? They should have caught those because your program most likely puts a little red squiggly under anything that has a spelling right. error or a little green squiggly under anything that's a grammar error. And so those should have been caught for sure. So be sure to watch for those kinds of things. Yes. And I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is uh, there's been a couple of things is one, like Chris said, they are getting so much that when they see something that is not formatted correctly, when they see something that has errors in it, typos, things like that, mm -hmm. um, they are say, seeing that to say, if, if that's the basis, if that's the basic level of professionalism Perfect. and quality that I can expect from this author, then I, that's not someone I want to work with. I mean, that really is what it comes down to. And that may sound harsh, but that's why it is so important to have your work edited, to have mm. it professionally edited. If you've got a friend or a family member who can do that well, then perfect. But otherwise, go ahead and spend the money to make sure that your manuscript rises to the top and isn't disqualified. That's right. And the other thing that I want to point out with that is I, I hear an excuse given pretty regularly that says that the message is so good that... <laughs> the uh, quality of the, that the story structure, that the structure of the, of the 
nonprofit or non uh, fiction book, that the, the structure of the article, you know, whatever it is, that somehow the message or the story or whatever is so good that, and even that the writing is so good that somehow the grammar, the punctuation, the formatting, that all of this stuff doesn't matter. And that's just not true. No. That is, that is like building a house on a shaky foundation. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want a bunch of cracks coming in your foundation because the whole thing will come crumbling down. And it's the same way. And the good news is, is that you can learn this stuff. Yeah. You can learn it. You can uh, use tools like pro writing aid to help mm-hmm. you find errors and to, and to point out, they won't catch everything, but they'll certainly get you along the way. And then yes, pay to have someone professionally edit it. That is yep. an important part of it. So and another thing that you'll hear often from editors and agents when we've talked to them is that they receive so many manuscripts that are not the kinds of things that they publish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They'll say, you know, I publish romance novels and they sent me a picture book, right? A lot of the manuscripts they get are things like that. And they say, this person didn't even do their research. And so you want to make sure that you're sending them exactly what they're looking for. And today that's easier to do than ever. You can go on the website. Mm -hmm. You will find submission guidelines on the website that tell you exactly how to submit your manuscript. Often they want you to fill out a form nowadays and upload your manuscript to that. Mm -hmm. If you send it by email, they're not going to look at it. They might, as a courtesy, send an email back and say, no, you got to use the form, but they may not. It may just get discounted. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make sure that your manuscript is looked at, follow their rules, right? Submit it the way that they can receive it, and then you'll have a much chance of rising higher to the top. Because Mm -hmm. if you just do the things we've talked about so far, I bet you bypass, what, 90% of the manuscripts that come in. Probably. And then, yes, like Chris said, just um, making sure that you're that you're submitting to the right place that Mm -hmm. that if you're writing science fiction, find the science fiction publishers, find the science fiction online zines, find those people who are interested in your genre. And here's the thing again, again, people might say, well, my message is so good. But you have to understand that those publishers, they have already set up their model so that they can reach their audience. Mm-hmm. And so if if they're a picture book publisher, a children's picture book publisher, they are not going to know what to do Perfect. with a science fiction novel. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have access to that readership. They have not set up the distribution channels. They haven't set up um, how to how to advertise to that market. So that's the other thing. You know, sometimes people, we get in our he- own heads as writers and we mm. can kind of get excited about our message or about our book or our work and think that somehow it's so good that it's going to bypass all of these things. But this is, again, it's a business and yep. we just have to be, as much as we have to act like business people, so do the publishers. Mm. They have to act like business people and they have to handle their business um, in a reliable and, a, and in a good faith way. Yeah, yeah. And when you submit your manuscript, just another um, a thought here is to go ahead and make sure you send a professional cover letter, or nowadays it's called cover letter because that's the way it always used to be done mm-hmm. was a piece of paper. But nowadays we do it by email. So be sure you include a little introduction that usually is an elevator pitch of what your book is about, then 
a little bit about why this book is something that would fit that publishing house. It shows that you've done your research. Um, and then you'll put a little bit about yourself. And remember, when I say a little bit on all these, I mean a little bit. Okay. And then you'll go ahead and close out. And that's it. Just a ni nice ending there. That kind of thing, again, it signifies that you're a professional. You're not just attaching a, a document and a silly picture or a document and a, hey, I hope you'll read this and sending it off. You're, you're mm -hmm. covering it professionally. And by doing that, you'll get a lot further. Yes. And I would even say with um, with understanding who their audience is and understanding who their current writers are mm -hmm. um, by going on their website, by seeing who they publish or who they represent, you're able to say in that cover letter again, very shortly yeah. in a very succinct way, like Chris said, but you can say, you know, I see that you published this book by this author and I believe that I would be a good fit for that mm -hmm. or now. And, and I hesitate on that because you don't want to oversell yourself and you don't want to say, well, this is the next Harry Potter. Um, I would not well, say careful that. that. Be we'll careful that. of overselling yourself like that, but find maybe uh, that next generation of author who's in that vein and say, I'm in this line and I'm in this vein. I'm, I'm along the, on the same page with this person that mm -hmm. you also represent. Um, so you want to sell yourself. You don't want to oversell yourself. You don't want to undersell yourself, but you want to just be professional. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the one way you can get by a lot of these things is actually by mm -hmm. meeting an editor or an agent at a writer's conference. Yeah. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we love writer's conferences because not only can you learn a lot, but you can make a lot of connections. And one of those connections that you can make is with an editor or an agent. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to sit down across from an editor or agent and pitch your idea, mm -hmm. often you'll get great feedback, but you can also overcome some of these errors, right? Because this is the one chance where even if your writing is not perfect, if you can sell your vision, then they might overlook that mm -hmm. a little bit. Again, just a little bit because it, Ultimately, they're going to bring it back home. They have to sell it to their marketing team. So you really want to make sure it's as flawless as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but that is a way to get an edge, wouldn't you say? I would say absolutely a way to get an edge. And also to um, show that marketing-wise, that you are a savvy business person as yeah. well, that you already have a presence on social media, that you mm -hmm. are already building yes. a platform or an audience, that you're reaching out to readers, that you're involved in these other things. So that again, they know that you're a sure bet when, when they buy your manuscript or yeah. they take it. So yeah. they'll want to know you have an audience for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the other last thing we want to say is just remember it takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes time when you submit something to an editor or an agent. Don't write them within a couple of weeks and say, hey, they had a chance to look at it. You know, that sort of thing. It can take, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, 90 days. I mm -hmm. would definitely give it time because the longer time that you give it, the better chance you'll hear back. And just know that, you know, some of them don't have very good ways of cataloging all of those manuscripts that come in. And so you're going to have to wait anyway. Uh, the one exception to that might be that if you met someone again at a writer's conference and they said, send this to me right away, then maybe you could respond in about 30 days just to say, hey, I sent it. Just want to make sure you got it, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Even then, though, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably wait a good 60, 90 days and uh, do it that way. Yeah, it's just this. It's the nature of the business yeah. that it just takes time.
for sure. It really does take time. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. We hope that you will subscribe. We hope you will share it with your writing friends. We hope you will. What else, Chris? Subscribe, share, uh, rate, and review it. I tell you, it really helps if you can rate and review this podcast. You can do that in your podcast app or uh, even on um, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe there or give it a little thumbs up. All those things help other people find this podcast. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and so if you find value in it, that's probably the biggest way that you can give back yeah. is just to say, hey, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to give it a few stars. I'm going to write a review. Any of those really mm-hmm. help and we'd appreciate it. And also, if you have any questions about writing, please mm-hmm. go to our website, writingmomentum.com. Yes. And, and we've got a little pop up there that you can submit questions to us, a chat box. So go ahead and send us questions. If you've got questions about writing or publishing or branding or selling your book, we'd love to hear it. Yes. And and if you are looking for some people to write with, we love to write with other writers. We have a group that we have that comes together every Wednesday at noon central and we just write together. We have a, a 15 minute of a training and teaching time. And then for 45 minutes we write together over zoom and just keep each other accountable Mm -hmm. to our writing and it's been growing we've got uh you know about a dozen of us in there now we just have a good time doing that together we would love to have you Mm -hmm. join us and just keep building this up bigger and bigger you can find out more about that at writingmoments.com well and i just want to say that it's a great way if you need accountability or if you are somebody who is writing on your own and you feel like you're surrounded by people who don't really understand the writing life and the writing journey, come along, come join us. We understand it. We get it. And we want to support you in it. Absolutely. So until next time, remember it's together that we have writing momentum. Bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer, do you struggle with finding time to write? Well, you're not alone. In fact, time is the number one challenge that most writers face when it comes to getting their books finished. That's why we've created Writing Moments, weekly sessions you can schedule on your calendar to write online with me, Gina, award-winning author and screenwriter Renee Gutteridge, and other writers who have similar goals as you. Each week we're meeting for a short writing training, Q&A, and then 45 minutes of uninterrupted writing time together, where we'll keep each other accountable to get our stuff done. If you'd like to find out how you can join us for some upcoming writing moments, just visit writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. We'd love to have you there. That's writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. <laughs>